start a new transition, whether in parenthood, job transition, healing, or creating a brand new life. Be with us in Pantal Kalhor Transition Channel. Job Reinvented Show, Episode 39, How to Use a Style to Unleash Your Feminine Power with Annie Francesca, Reinvention Stylist. Please subscribe to Pantal Kalhor Transition Channel and order my book, Rules of Change for the Better. Tune up your mood and transform your life to reach your biggest dreams. Uh, welcome to Job Reinvented Show. Uh, and today I have a very unique topic to talk about. How we can have more confidence with changing our style. And I have Annie Francesca. She's a reinvention stylist who helps career and business women leverage style to unleash their feminine powers so they can dramatically increase their influence and their income. It looks awesome to me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and you look very stylish too. Welcome to my show. Thank you, Pantea. Now, did I pronounce your name properly? Yes, yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, and just, just you know, you mentioned the dress. I'd love to share how much I paid for it. Can I? Yes. Go ahead. It was ten dollars. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it looks great, and I love. Uh, I love red. Most of my dress have red in it <laughs> for some reason i don't know why i like red <laughs> yeah and i love i love 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 what you're wearing too yeah thank you so much <laughs> all right tell me about yourself francesca how did you end up to be a stylish and uh, why do you do this yeah tell me about it i have quite an unusual story um, in that I learned fashion, what I do now around fashion, actually, in a very unlikely place. And that was from living in a religious cult. And it's a true story. <laughs> All right. So um, that took place in the early 1980s uh, at a time when I was married, in a long-term marriage. and um, And so... It was a period of time in my life that, as you can imagine, had a dramatic impact on me. And it's really where I learned about the, the rules around showing up, especially for women, showing up in, in what you wear. And um, so I came to realize that uh, the, the patriarchal rules that I was exposed to in a religious commune were no different from the fashion rules of the fashion and beauty industry. Interesting. So, um, so I came to realize there were two events in my life that greatly impacted me. One was living in a religious commune, and the other was um, a moment when I was approaching my 50s and I was diagnosed with incurable cancer. And that was a moment where I came to realize that so much of the programming that had been deeply ingrained in me in my younger years 
were, was still now affecting me and it was making it impossible for me to launch my business. And it was also affecting my health. So here I am approaching 50. I'm at an age where there's a whole bunch of thou shalt nots, especially for a woman around fashion. Thou shalt not wear tight things, too low cut, dangly things. Um, you know, as you can appreciate, there's lots of style rules for women in their 50s. So I decided instead to approach fashion, which has always been my, my love growing up. I decided to approach fashion from a completely dis a different standpoint. So I started to dress the woman that I always wanted to become. The woman that was vibrantly healthy, traveling the world, speaking on stages, publishing books, um, you know, a very, very successful businesswoman. And um, so I, I did that with a pair of skin tight sparkly pants, which by rights, a woman in her 50s should not be wearing. And <laughs> so as you can imagine with these sparkly pants, I would wear them during the day. Again, you shouldn't be wearing sparkly pants during the day. It's not appropriate. But what that did for me is it just enabled me to step into first this person, this woman that I saw myself becoming and, and really tap into these feel good, amazing feelings. Do you know what I mean? Yes. And um, so people would literally stop me on the street just to say, excuse me, I, I just have to say, you look like a million bucks. Wow. <laughs> and, uh, and then at the same time, I would get such a thrill saying, well, I hope you don't mind me saying this, but I just had chemo, my second round of chemo a couple of days ago. I don't know if you can tell. And then their mouths would just drop to the floor and say, whatever you're doing, keep doing it. It's totally working for you. So um, the, the, the byproduct of doing that was that in less than six months, I overcame, completely overcame an incurable cancer diagnosis. Wow. And since then, I've traveled the world. I've published my book spoken on stages, and now I've created a system whereby I teach women the same tools that help me to get these same amazing results. Wow, you know, I'm, I'm really impressed. Thank you. You know, that's a really great example of self-love. Self yeah. That's what, I, what I've heard from not you, not only you, from other cancer survivors and uh, fertility survivor, as I'm saying, the moment yeah. you shut the doors to yourself and you said, that's it, I'm done, you are really done. Yeah. But if you open the doors and then you start to love yourself, do something for yourself and feel good about yourself, then everything's going to change in you. Yeah, 100%. And I would add to that, honor yourself in the process. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Um, I was honoring myself by wearing something that I would have been too chicken to wear in the past. Too chicken because I was worried about what everybody else would think, you know? And at that moment, it was life and death 
and I was going to live. And I stopped caring what other people thought of me. You know, I think 40 to 50, I mean, over 50, starting from mid 40, is the best timing of women's life. You know why? <laughs> why? For me, it was because I'm over 40 and I have a baby girl, two and a half year old. Wow. And uh, the, the point is, when you are in 20s, you are still struggling to do your study and looking for someone to get married or have a family, you know. So you are undecided and you are very wonder around yourself. So you are still planning. <laughs> Yeah. In your 30s and 40s, you start getting more established and you know what you're doing. And I think when I see entrepreneurs, women entrepreneurs, most of them are more than 40s. That's so interesting to me. Yeah. 50s, 40s, because they are established. They, don't, they know what to do. And they are not worried about making a family or having kids, you know. So it's more fun when you are in this age. And still you're young. You feel young. You, are, you even look young. So to me, it's the best time of my age. It is. It really is. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So what are the top important factors to be successful as entrepreneurs? That's a good question. Um, I would say that the steps are really easy. And those steps are, you know, know, know who your target audience is and know your offer and how to serve your tar target audience. The biggest piece that I have found that, that, especially when I was learning entrepreneurship, you know, for the past seven years was uh, how important it is to, to embody this person that you want to become. It's the mindset piece that encompasses everything. And I found so very little help or support in that regard. So um, this is, this is why then I have, I have, uh, I have developed this, this thing that I call the life-changing style method because it's a tool that professional and business women can use and it's a fun way of accessing that bigger part of you and really bringing out, um, you know, this successful, powerful, um, wealthy woman that you see yourself becoming and so really stepping in. I said, what are the three top important thing? Can you just summarize it? Yeah. So it would be um, knowing your, your target audience first and then knowing your offer mm -hmm. and how to pitch it around your target audience. And then uh, stepping into that with embodying the person that you need to become like to become that business person. Because when you think about it, a lot of business people were, were um, in their former lives, um, you know, the, the working for the man type of person, right? They had a job, 
And it's that whole mentality that you need to shift out of to become the business person, right? I like that. Actually, you're right. Because one of the problem educators have, somebody who goes to university, is so difficult to do something else that you have studied for. Yeah. Let's say for me, I've done lots of job transi- transition because I didn't want to stay in one point. So I try to promote myself. But in some point of your life, you just think that I don't want to work with anyone else. I'm going to be my own boss. That's what you do, right? So at that point, you, do, you have to have a business mind, as you say, having the audience. And one of the most important thing is you do something that you feel that you're interested in, but you cannot find the audience for it. Yeah. And one of the problem is uh, you try to create a product that there is no use for it. <laughs> even, if, even if you yeah. work hard and create that product, but then you don't, have those audience when you cannot create your audience so there is no use nobody yeah. can use it yeah and to that end it's very important to test your product on a group of people to see if if first of all they have a need for it mm-hmm. and second of all to see if they are transformed by it which platform do you usually go to like social platform? Uh, either LinkedIn. I have used Facebook for a while, but it's predominantly LinkedIn or Instagram. Yeah, Instagram recently, I'm not saying recently, but there are lots of people doing business. Yeah. Instagram. Oh, yeah. Definitely. So, what are the big mistakes that entrepreneurs do? And some of them, they just give up. They don't want to go to that route. Yeah, very good question. I think the biggest thing, and this was definitely a mistake that I, the biggest mistake that I had made, was staying stuck in an old identity. Staying stuck in um, the nine-to-five job personality and not considering how important it is to become and really embody the type of person that is making six figures, is um, you know thinking like a successful person, taking inspired action from a successful person's mindset. These are all very, very important um, parts of calling in the business that you want and the clients that you want. Yep. Interesting point. <laughs> yes, because, you know, it's Francesco, it's so difficult, as I'm saying. You work as employee for 20 years, let's say. Yeah. And then you have a paycheck and you feel stable and, oh, I have this paycheck. But during this COVID, we see that, no, it's not mm-hmm. the paycheck. Many people had to leave their job and they have lots of depression and they don't know what to do with their life. That's the purpose of this podcast to let them that something is not the end of the road. Yeah. 
especially for uh, women who have different responsibilities. <clears throat> Let's say some of them, like me, had to quit their job uh, when um, I was even pregnant with my baby because um, I was not sure to go to, to work and commuting, you know, I said, I'm going to keep the baby after years of a struggle. So I had to left my job. And because I had the passion to do something, I said, okay, I'm going to do it for myself, something for myself. Because yeah. this loop is going to be repeating, repeating, repeating. Yeah. You go somewhere, especially in Canada, you're, you, you, you still live in Canada. You see lots of contract jobs is, here, especially in IT, the problem yeah. is the contract finish and you have to find another contract job. And then the whole story, is, it doesn't look like life because <laughs> you have no. to, yeah, you have to just looking, looking, looking and then finish job, another job, you know, it's, that's a cycle and it's going to be repeating all the time. And I was so tired of it. Even if the money is good, but it's very temporary and then you have to look for another one. And the permanent job in Canada, especially the permanent one, is it's not the real truth. When you say somebody's permanent, after three months, inside the three months period, they can uh, let you in or let you go. Even after three months, whatever happens, to the company, the financial problem or whatever problem, there is no budget for new projects, they leave, they let you go. So there is no permanent job, I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. you cannot just feel secure because you have a permanent job. And that's a lie to me because permanent job, in permanent job, they uh, deduct a lot of money for tax you get 100,000 per year, but this is not 100,000. <laughs> you only paid uh, 5,000 something per month. Wow. So stupid. Like 5,000 uh, is equal to 60,000 per year. So whole mm -hmm. money goes for the tax. So you just see it on your pay slip and you feel happy, but that's not the truth. So that's what I'm saying is good for some point. You just say, that's it. I'm going to do something else for my own. Mm -hmm. And I see p women have lots of potentials. They're creative. They have lots of ideas. They have education that they can use it for themselves. And as you do for yourself, what you do is amazing and so unique that you can use your style and uh, with this style actually you can have more confidence i can see it whenever during the COVID, i feel my dress i have some makeup i feel good and here in this office <laughs> this is part of my house but this is my office i feel so good when i work here yeah yep i love that well, this is the thing about clothing that um, we have never been taught is that you can be different just by stepping into the right clothing. Yeah. Right. Love it. But the fashion industry teaches us that 
we must follow fashion rules we must dress in clothes that flatter us or or dress in clothes that flatter our coloring and and our shape and our size and all of this is something i throw out the window completely me too and um yes high five to that right <laughs> you should have and, a style that you can follow it whenever you want 20 years yeah. after this or you know yeah yeah and it's really about um getting clear on the woman that you want to become and finding the clothes that help you to embody that and uh and that's where it becomes life changing you no know, that's interesting 20 years ago 20 years ago you never thought this torn trousers like jeans oh yeah this is like to me is i can't still i can't feel it like i can't understand it right now yeah. many people may like it uh there is no offense anything but 20 years ago you never thought torn no. trousers are gonna be a fashion you know if you just stick to these fashions you go crazy and then you have you to really do fashion <laughs> and on that note with with torn anything um you know and there's no judgment but this is just a question if you have anything that's torn in your wardrobe even if it's a torn pair of jeans or torn on on a jacket or something just ask yourself if if this is what a successful wealthy business person would wear right uh do you feel successful in it do you feel wealthy in it if you can answer that honestly and say yes then then uh, go like ahead <laughs> wear, wear the torn jeans but if you can say honestly no i you know i don't really feel super successful in in this i feel kind of sloppy in this then you know then that's got to go you know i used to teach in a college mm -hmm. and one day one of the uh, lecturers had uh, had running shoes coming to the college and the, yeah. the next day <laughs> the manager just put some announcement on the wall and said this is a dress code for the college please follow yeah. this dress code because they don't accept you well, with the running shoes coming to the college and teach yeah. adults you know so everything yeah. should be i'm not saying that you shouldn't be comfortable but looking good uh, good appearance and um, you feel tidy and clean you know when you are student it's different i remember when i was a student i always like in jeans or I was very casual when I was a student but then I came to Canada and start working so oh, it shouldn't be like that it should be changed like because if, even before I was a student in Australia I had my master in Australia before mm. that I used to work and during the work still I was I used to dress up yeah and feel good because you go to work you dress up and then uh, you don't like you don't look messy and uh, unclean you know yeah
Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that. More and it's true. Um, showing up in a certain way shifts your energy. Yes. Uh, there have been studies done that show that you're more productive, you accomplish more, you can be more creative, and you're also more confident. So there are actually schools that suggest, they don't require it, but they suggest that when their students are taking a test, that they, they dress up the, the boys, let's say, wear a suit and tie and the girls dress in a dress or something. Because it actually does change your physiology and changes how you show up. Yep. <laughs> right? Yes, that's a good yeah. point. Yeah. Yeah. So it's no surprise that, you know, celebrities and actresses, actors, people like that, they'll spend um, a great deal of money on, on style. It's, it's probably their biggest budget for, for their career. And we tend to think in North America, especially, that style is just a, a frivolous thing for women. You know, we, we think it's, oh, it's just a silly thing. I've bought some more shoes. Like we tend to make a caricature out of yes. it, right? But it's really the most powerful tools you can use for business success. And then I, the first day I go, I went to Australia, the first day for school, uh, I went for shopping and one of our relatives were there and he said, you don't need to dress up. Come on, this is very casual. We go for shopping. I said, okay. Yeah. And I came there and said, people have flip flops. Yeah. And you see, Europe is different. Europe people uh, like, like uh, make more attention to what they uh, dress. And they, yeah. they are more into fashions. They change the colors, you know. It, for some point, it's good to follow fashion. But I think you can define your own fashion to have better feeling confidence feel tidy and not messed up absolutely and it's about finding your own authentic style that is in line with your vision for your future and for your business or your career right yes um, to your point though about fashion in north america if you if you were to step out onto any street in any city in north america you would find that people are dressing the same. Um, they're wearing a, a, a similar uniform of casual things, runners, yoga pants, sweatpants, you know, not so vibrant colors. And we have literally been conditioned with this mindset that we must all fit in. We must all just like that person that said to you, Oh, don't be so fancy here. You know, we're all, being so casual, who says we need to be casual? Who says we need to fit in with everybody else? Especially in business or your career, if, you, if you're going with that mindset of fitting in with everyone else, that's a, um, that's a herd mentality that is not a successful business mentality. Do you know what I mean? Yes. You don't think in your business, oh, I'm just gonna do what everybody else, I'm gonna look like everybody else and hope to succeed. That's not how you create your business. So why would it be any different with your presentation? Why would you think, well, I'm, 
you know, it's just what I'm wearing. I'm, it's okay to look like everybody else, right? Yes. <laughs> I remember myself the first day I was teaching in high school. I was very young, like around 23, 24 year old. And I was, I looked so young, younger than my age those days. And then I came to the class. They didn't realize that I'm, I'm a teacher, actually. <laughs> they told all the students. And uh, I feel that they don't respect me the way they have to. So what I did the next day, I just changed my shoes, high heel. <laughs> I, felt, <laughs> I felt more confidence and I just feel that everything is changing. Yeah. <laughs> Even the attitudes, everything changed uh, suddenly, everything changed. Yeah. I don't know, sometimes, even when, when you feel better in something, you can, you can see other people even have the same attitudes toward you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, I like to think of it like this. Have you ever watched the movie Pretty Woman? Yes, yes, Julia Rova. Okay. So you, you recall how she's dressed yeah. in the streetwalker style, right? It's quite sloppy even her posture is kind of hunched over and she's got this I don't I don't really care sort of attitude right then she walks into this high-end boutique on Beverly Hills you know of course the second time around with Richard Gere where she's treated like a queen and she walks out like a princess right so imagine her going to that dinner in the evening wearing her streetwalker clothes to this fancy restaurant. Do you think she would have presented herself like this elegant, no. um, accomplished woman? No, she would, have, she would have come to that dinner, you know, tugging on her clothes, feeling really uncomfortable, like she didn't belong there. And that's just, that's just an idea of, of the power of clothing. And what Richard Gere did for her is he, he helped her to step into a new vision for herself, that she wasn't just the streetwalker. She was this elegant, accomplished woman. I like that. You know, sometimes when you look at somebody, try to have um, a very expensive dress, but mm -hmm. the colors are not matched. I see it too many times. Even the, the makeup is not matched. And she does so, so you really can find out about the personality of the person. So yeah. by looking, looking at someone with the clothes, you can have some, you know, some facts about the person as well. So you feel somebody, oh, very confident, very stylish and uh, very calm, you know, and has lots of dignity. If you don't care about yourself, how do you expect others care about you? That's what I'm talking about yeah. the clothes, right? If you care about yourself and show to others that care and I love myself, then you actually transfer the same idea to other person. Yeah, you absolutely do. Yeah. You do. And I love to share this story if, if we have time. Yes, go ahead of uh, the opposite of what happens, like how clothing is so powerful. 
that really leaves a, a lasting impression. And I'll share an opposite of, example of that. Um, as you know, I was diagnosed with incurable cancer. Well, um, I had to have a couple of follow-up surgeries, you know, hernia, just some complications with, with the initial surgery to remove the cancerous tumor. And, um, and so I had, I had had a couple of weeks before this operation, it was hernia surgery or was it a hernia? It was, um, yeah, it was hernia surgery. And I was, um, I was just being very careful with my abdominal area, you know, but I, I made arrangements to go out with a friend and I was getting all dressed up. I was beautifully dressed, had my hair and makeup done, high heels, those sparkly pants, everything. But I had a complication. I had um, a bowel obstruction and I needed to be rushed to the hospital right away. So called my friend and said, something's wrong with my stomach. You know, I just don't, something's seriously wrong. I think I need to call an ambulance. So I called an ambulance and the attendants walked up to the door and they just looked me up and down and, and they basically said, you're fine. Go walk in the, you know, get yourself to the ambulance, right? <laughs> because of and your dress. <laughs> right. They, they would not be convinced that I was sick. And even when I got to the emergency room, I got the same response from the nurses. Oh, no, you're fine. You don't need a wheelchair. You know, you're like no one would assist me because of what I was wearing. <laughs> so that's, that's just how, um, how strong of an, an impression the right clothing will, will do for the people around you. Do you know what I mean? Yes. They're going to make a mistake because they don't get the same impression that you have inside. Yeah, and that in that particular instance, I needed to dress like a hobo, and then yeah, we get all kinds of help. Not in hospital next time, because <laughs> <laughs> in Canada you have to wait for a long time in emergency. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, so it's better you really feel sick to go to ambulance or. <laughs> yeah. Other than that, they, you have to wait more. <laughs> yeah. All right. Do you have any free program or anything you're going to share with my audience? I do, actually. I have a free workshop. Mm -hmm. um, and that you can find. Now, I think I provided you with a link. Off the top of my head, I can't recall what the link is. So um, you'll provide that in, in the show notes. Yes, let me see. Yes, I guess. Yes, I think it's called the reinvention stylist.com. Is that it? Yes, at www.reinventionstylist.com. And the workshop is the Reinvent Your Style workshop. Okay, thank you so much. I really enjoyed uh, your talk, and I'm 100% sure my audience also did. And yeah. Let's have more self-confidence with changing our clothes and our appearance. <laughs> yes. Amen to that, Pantea. Yes. Yes. Thank, Thank you. you. It was such a pleasure to be on your podcast today. <laughs>